Again, it's good to be here this evening. I appreciate Pastor asking me to fill in for him. Actually, I asked him if uh, if he would like me to, and he said yes. Um, this this uh, message I'm going to share with you tonight. I actually had prepared this back last October, and I was ready to preach it when we were having our um, teenagers. All right, that was going to be the next teenagers message when I shared my testimony. Some of you were here. You recall I shared my personal testimony. And, uh, but anyway, uh, I thought that that would be good for us tonight. It was sitting in my top file there, and I thought, well, that would be good for tonight. So I ask you to pray for me and pray for Pastor also. But um, anyway, take your Bibles and turn to Psalm 107, and just hold your place there for a moment, all right? Psalm 107. It's been said that... President Ronald Reagan was one of the most impacting and uh, patriotic presidents in American history who loved and stood for freedom and for liberty. I think I would concur with that. He once told Mrs. Jeannie Kirkpatrick, who was America's ambassador to the UN, One day he said to her, after he was just fed up, he was tired of our weak position in the UN, and he was concerned that somebody would stand up and speak up for America's interest. And he told her, he said, I want you to stand up and speak out. Hmm. You know, if there's one thing that we need in our country today, it is leaders who are concerned about our country, who who are more concerned about our country than they are about political correctness or their political careers or their charming legacies and that they will stand up and speak out in defense of liberty and freedom in our country, in America. Brother Al this morning in our Bible class shared how this world is crazy. It's upside down, isn't it? And, and, and Pastor alluded to that also in his message. You know, when we served in England as missionaries for many years, our youngest son, Michael, he, he was just a little fella. And uh, we were sitting at the dinner table. And I don't know. Now, Mark has a, a, a fantastic memory. He's amazing. Uh, he has a photographic memory. Okay. I do, too. But the problem is I'm always out of film. <laughs> So we were sitting at the dinner table, Brother Jerry, and, and I had already told everybody else, I told all the family, when we sit down to dinner, don't say anything. Just be quiet. So we sat down, and boy, it was quiet. Deathly quiet. And after a few minutes of silence, Michael, who was probably what? Two or three or four, somewhere around there. He was just a little fella. And all of a sudden, he looked around, and he didn't see anybody speaking, and he yelled out, Somebody speak up! (laughs) Do you remember that, Mark? You do remember that. I'm telling you, if I wasn't preaching it, I wouldn't have remembered it. (laughs) You know, I wonder, I can't help but wonder, Doug, if God ever feels that way about His children. When nobody stands up and speaks out for Him, 
And perhaps he feels like saying, would somebody please stand up and say something for me? Let's read our text. Psalm 107, verse 1 and 2. The psalmist says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good. And God's people would say, Amen. 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 And He's what? Good. He's always good. All, all the time. All the time. He's always good. All the time. Because His mercy endures for a little while. No, forever. Forever. And then notice verse 2. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom He hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. You know, the truth is, folks, that there are many, many Christians who are like many politicians who find it easier to keep silent than to stand up and speak up for Jesus. Missions, and you know we're, we, are, we believe in missions here, and we just don't support missionaries because that's the thing to do. You know, in the 250 churches or so that I was able to preach in while we were on deputation, raising support to go to the mission field, uh, there were many who were mission-minded, excuse me, mission-hearted. And there's a difference in being mission-hearted and being mission-minded. Some supported missions because that's the thing to do. Everybody's doing it. Well, it's better to be mission-hearted. And missions is about global church planting. Missions is about fulfilling the Great Commission. Uh, it's about taking the gospel, the good news of salvation uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ, all the tribes and all the nations and all the languages of the world. And planting churches. Missions is about witnessing to and leading people to Jesus Christ across the sofa and, and, and across the street and across the state and across the seas, Brother Jerry. It's about Christians standing up and speaking up for Jesus at home and abroad. Now we expect missionaries to do that, don't we? Sure we do. That's why we're supporting church planters for the most part. We have a printing ministry that supplies Bibles to these church planters. And so we expect our missionaries to do that uh, wherever God sends them. However, I believe that we must have, we also have the responsibility to do that right here where He has planted us, Brother Diego. Uh, this is our mission field, Cheyenne, Wyoming. We don't have to get on a boat and go across the seas. We can just go across the street. I want us to see tonight, all right, what is involved in this matter of Christians speaking up for the Lord. But before we go any further, let's pray. Our Father, we, we come in Jesus' precious name tonight, our, the King of all kings. And Lord of all lords. And Father, we, we, we pray now that you'd help us to be a very clear and a, a certain practical and to make the applications from your word. 
Lord, teach us something tonight that will help us in our walk with you. And that will help us, Lord, to, to stand up for Jesus and to speak out. And Father, we pray that the message will make a difference in all of our lives. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. First of all, if you notice your lesson sheet there, first thing we want to notice is the duty of speaking up. The duty of speaking up. We all have a duty to do that. The writer of this psalm is exhorting the people to give thanks and to praise God for His deliverance from their enemies and their wanderings in the wilderness. And he reminds them of their duty to speak up. Look at verse 2. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Say so. If you've been redeemed, say so. You know, you and I who are saved, and I, I don't know your heart. God does. We don't know each other's heart. I don't know my wife's heart. She doesn't know mine. But I know that there was a time in her life when, when I was present, she placed her faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and she was saved. And I did the same, and I trust that everyone here has done that. We have a duty. And so, uh, you and I who are saved, who have been redeemed of our enemy, Satan, and he says there in verse, in verse 2, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. And uh, from our wanderings in sin, and we should say so. We are always to be ready to speak up. 1 Peter 3 and verse 15. Now I have a lot of verses here and I've given it to you, I believe, on your lesson there. You can look them up later if you like. But 1 Peter 3.15 says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready sometimes. Uh, be ready when it's convenient. Uh, be ready when there's nobody else around and nobody sees you. No. Be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you a, a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. We're to be ready to speak up. And, and, and you know, we're, we're not, we're, we are not, um, we are, excuse me, we are commanded uh, to speak up, not to be silent. Isaiah 62 verse 6 says, I have set watchmen upon thy walls, O Jerusalem, which shall never hold their peace day nor night. Ye that make mention of the Lord, keep not silence. That's a direct command. We're not to keep silent. We're not to keep it to ourselves. If you had the cure, Brother Sam, for cancer, wouldn't you want to share that with the world? Sure. And we'd want to know the answer. And we wouldn't keep silent. And so God says, don't keep silent. Those who are watchmen, we're to make mention of the Lord. And I believe that, you know, <clears throat> pardon me, it, it, should be, it should be difficult for us to keep quiet. You ever think about that? Acts 4, verse 19, 20 says, But Peter and John answered and said unto them, unto the, unto the authorities that arrested them, whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye. For we cannot but speak the things 
which we have seen and heard. They had a case of the cannot. They just could not or could not. They could not cease and hold back from speaking about the Lord. And of course, you know, it's our duty to speak up. First of all, you know, it's your outline there. Think of the testimony that we must bear to the world. We all have a testimony. What does that song say? I'll tell the world that I'm a Christian. I'm not ashamed to bear his name to bear. I'll tell the world that I'm a Christian and take him with me anywhere. So why should we tell them? Well, first of all, uh, or what should we tell the world? I think we should, first of all, tell them how good God is and that we are thankful. Because in verse 1 he says, God is good and His mercy endureth forever. Notice what the psalmist says in in verse 8. Oh, that men would, and women, and young people, would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. Matter of fact, he mentions that several times in this psalm. Look, look at verse 15. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. Again in verse 21 and in verse 31. So he repeats this. Do you think that that's important for us to know? That the Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. So, someone says, well, Brother E, I, I, I wouldn't know what to say. You ever felt like that? You just didn't know what to say? Well, tell them what Jesus did for you. That's pretty simple, isn't it? Tell them how He delivered you from the enemy. And how He saved your soul. And He gave you eternal life. Psalm 66, verse 16. Turn there because I'd like you to see it so you can mark it if you want. Psalm 66 and uh, verse 16. Here's another good, here's another good verse for along this. It deals with the same matter. The psalmist says, Come and hear all ye that fear God, and I will declare what He has done for my soul. Isn't that good? You ever read that verse? Come and hear. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what God has done for me and, and what He's done for my soul. Well, give them the words of life. That's all we can do, Brother Doug. Acts 5 and verse 20 says, Go stand and speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life. Okay? Share the gospel with them. Speak up for Jesus. By the way, you know how else we can speak up for Jesus? Brother Diego, baptism. When one submits to baptism, that's speaking up for the Lord. Church membership. There's some who don't feel that church membership is, is important. It's irrelevant today, but that's not so. I believe the Lord would still have believers to be members of a local Bible-believing church and to be involved in the ministry there. Be active. Separation from sin is speaking up for Jesus. Faithful attendance is speaking up for Jesus. Faithfulness in our stewardship is speaking up for Jesus. Studying God's Word. Giving out tracts. Um, giving thanks 
for our meals, regardless of where we are. All of these are a testimony, and they speak about speaking up for the Lord Jesus Christ. All right? So, think of the testimony that we must bear to the world. But then secondly, think of the responsibility that we have been given. Matthew 28, 19. We see this as the Great Commission. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Someone says, Brother E, that's what missionaries are supposed to do. That's their job. Uh, Not only missionaries, but uh, it's the pastor's job. That's what he gets paid for, right? To share the gospel. Or the Sunday school teachers. Or whoever that has that responsibility of teaching or preaching God's Word. No. You see, folks, every Christian is to be an ambassador for the Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 20. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. And so not only the... Um, Excuse me, not only the testimony but and the responsibility, but thirdly, think of the opportunity that we must give the lost. To share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mark 16, 15 says, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. We call that the Great Commission, don't we? Everyone. Everyone, I believe, should have the opportunity to hear the gospel at least once. How many times have you heard it? How many times did you hear the gospel before you responded to it? You know, there are untold millions of people, folks, in this world who are dying still untold. And they have never heard that Jesus loves them. Oswald J. Smith uh, was for many years the pastor of the People's Church in Toronto, Canada. And he once said this, Why should anyone hear the gospel twice before everyone has heard it once? Think of that. You know, we live in a land where the light of the gospel still shines, praise the Lord, but millions in this world still sit in darkness. And they've never heard once. Let's go to the second point. And that is the difficulties of speaking up. Uh, Can I ask you a question? You don't have to respond. Do you ever have trouble taking a stand and speaking up for Jesus? You know, I would have to be the first to admit that I do. It isn't always easy to speak up for Jesus, is it? We can talk about everything, Brother Doug, we can talk about everything under the sun with no difficulty, but when it comes time to say something for Jesus, we don't have much to say. We uh, get a case of spiritual lockjaw. Listen to this little poem, it's called The Silent Witness. You talk about your business, your bonds, and your stocks, and your gold... And in all worldly matters, 
You are so brave and bold. But why are you so silent about salvation's plan? Why don't you live for Jesus and speak out like a man? That's convicting, isn't it? Why do we have difficulty speaking up for the Lord? Well, if you notice in verse 2, it says, the hand of the enemy. And although we've been saved from sin, Satan still makes it difficult for us. First of all, because of the criticism we face. You know, no, how many of you like to be criticized? Anybody here, you, you just get a kick out of being criticized? Or laughed at? Or made fun of? I don't, Brother Doug. I don't like it. No. You know, when I first, and this is the first time I've thought of this, when I came to this country, I was born in France. My dad was there during the war. The second war, not the first one. (laughs) My mother was French. After the war, my dad came back to the States. And we followed later. And I was about four or five years old, I think. And you know, when I began to go in, in school, to school, I couldn't speak English. I spoke French. And maybe a little smidgen of Italian. But you know, people, uh, the kids used to make fun of me because I couldn't speak English, right? And uh, if some of you lived in the South and you moved to the North and you had different ac- everybody has different accents, maybe you were made fun of. We all want to be accepted, don't we, for who we are. But sometimes we are more concerned about what others will say or think about us than in obeying the Lord. And the truth is that we must speak up even in the midst of persecution. 2 Timothy 3, verse 12, Paul says to the young preacher, Timothy, he says, Yea, and all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall, not may, shall suffer persecution. You can count on it. There's one preacher I used to hear, he used to say, you can go to the bank with that. You, we will be persecuted if we take a stand, when we take a stand for the Lord Jesus Christ. Alright? So, the, here's, the sec, here's the next thing. Not only because of the criticism we may face, but because of the choice that we must make. You see, we have to make a choice. We have to choose between the praise of men or the praise of God. John 12, 43, Jesus said, For they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. And sadly, there's a lot of folks like that today. They'd rather be well spoken of or thought of than to take a stand for Jesus. And I believe that we must also choose who we are going to serve. Joshua twenty four fifteen. Remember what he said? And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day, Make a choice whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. Here it is. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Every person, every man. Pastor spoke about marriage this morning. The responsibility of the husbands. And every husband, every father needs to make that decision. To take a stand for Jesus. Amen? And then thirdly, 
not only because of the criticism that we face and because of the choice that we must make, but thirdly, because of the courage it demands. Did you know it takes courage to witness for Jesus? The apostles, you remember when they were, uh, uh, they prayed and asked God to give them boldness to preach, for, uh, to, to speak out for the Lord? You, you see, some of us, some of us may be more afraid of men than we are of God. Many Christians are like Joseph of Arimathea. Mathea, Arimathea. He was a secret disciple. And there are a lot of people that are like that. They go to work. Nobody ever finds out that they're a Christian. Was it a pastor that gave an illustration of that? Just secret service. Yeah, secret. Yep. Nobody knows that they are Christians because they fear what others say or do or think. All right. And we need courage and boldness to speak up for Jesus Christ. Jeremiah 1.8 says, Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee. To deliver thee, saith the Lord. Years ago, I was, when I first started in the ministry, many years ago, I remember preaching, and I, you know, from my, from my advantage point here, from the pastor's viewpoint, and we see a lot of things out there, and we see a lot of, uh, of uh, responses to the preaching of God's Word. I had people making faces at me. And, and the Lord reminded me, be not afraid of their faces. Just preach the truth. Don't be afraid of people, all right? Acts, let's see here, Acts 4, verse 13. Let me look at that verse real quickly here. Acts 4 and verse 13 says, Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled. And they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. The Galen, when the world sees us and watches us, our friends and our families and our foes, they will see whether we've been with Jesus or not. They'll be able to tell. To tell. Um, verse 29, same chapter. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings, and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. And verse 31, And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. Isn't that amazing? We should never, ever be ashamed to speak up for Jesus. Romans 1.16, the Apostle Paul said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it, the gospel, is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So what have we seen? We've seen the duty of speaking up. Uh, we've seen the difficulties of speaking up. But there's something that we need in order to do that. And that is the dynamic for speaking up. The dynamic. That is the power. And the power that is available, folks. We, what we need is the power of God to speak up for the Lord Himself. Because He is our power. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Not, not our reasoning powers or, or our eloquence or our wisdom, but power from God. The Lord who redeemed us is able to help us to speak up for Him. Jesus said in Matthew twenty-eight eighteen, 
it says, And Jesus came, and He spake unto them, saying, All power or authority is given unto me in heaven and in earth. And that's uh, Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8 says, But ye shall receive power. When? After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. At the moment of salvation. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in Judea, and in all Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. The power that is available. And then the people who are given this power finally. The people. Who is this power given to? Well, verse 2 says, who, the, who that power is given to. And who is it? What do you see in verse 2? Let the what? The redeemed. That's you and I, if you've been saved. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And this power is given to every born-again believer, redeemed by the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, who will allow the Holy Spirit to fill them with His power and control their lives. But you shall receive power, he said. And that word is the word dunamis. It means force or ability. Uh, it's, it's, we get the word dynamite from that word, that Greek word, dunamis. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, ye shall be witnesses unto me. Here's a little poem that I read many, many, many years ago. Lead me to some soul today. Oh, teach me, Lord, just what to say. Friends of mine are sunk in sin and cannot find their way. Few there are who seem to care, and few there are who pray. Melt my heart and fill my life and give me some soul today. Maybe that should be a daily prayer of ours. Lord, lead me to some soul today. There's a little course, I think, about that. And so, folks, we, we, we who are saved have been given this power to win souls for the Lord Jesus Christ. So I ask you this. When's the last time you spoke up for Jesus? When's the last time you stood up for Him and said something? I believe the Lord Jesus, maybe He looks down. As I said at the beginning, He looks down and Maybe he asked that same question, will somebody speak up for me? Will somebody stand up? Somebody say something for me? And I pray that the Lord will help all of us to do that. Everybody, we can all speak up for Jesus. We're the redeemed of the Lord. So let's say so this week. Amen.